You're listening to a Mornings with Kelly and Steve podcast. Be sure to check us out every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on Moody Radio. Hey, we've been sharing with you all morning that we were going to be checking in with Matana DeWitt. She's going to join us to talk about Passages, an organization that leads students on life-changing trips to the Holy Land. And so we're very, very excited to welcome her to the program. Good morning to you, Matana. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's great to chat with you. I'm looking forward to the conversation. But Kelly, you know, Passages is very interesting. We've had conversations uh, with different people from the organization in the past, and you and I both were just like, this organization exists? This is awesome. It really is a neat organization. really, really taken with that. Yeah, Matana, if you would, but before we we get into the why of uh, why you're going to Israel this time, would you, for folks who've not heard of Passages, just kind of give us a brief overview of what it is you do? Absolutely. So Passages brings um, young, emerging Christian leaders um, to the Holy Land. And really what we want to accomplish by that is we want to root them in their faith. Because the reality is our faith, as you know, goes back thousands of years. But so often young people, you know, they don't have that context um, and therefore the roots of their faith aren't very deep. So we want to bring them to Israel and just help them encounter the roots of their faith. Through that, once they come home, we then convene them in community and connect them to opportunities, to mentors, um, to chances to really exercise their leadership. And, and build them up as advocates for, for what's right. Um, you know, we're really, we're really driven by the verse, Daniel eleven thirty two that says the people who know their God will be strong, will stand firm and take action. And so we really want to equip the next generation to know God first and then to stand firm in the truth and then to take action um, in really tangible ways. So our trips to Israel are, are some of the most amazing, life-changing experiences for students. We've heard that from them time and time again, how it, it changes their perspective. And then from there, we want to help continue to build them up as leaders um, for the calling that God has in their lives. And we've taken 11,000 Christian students to date, and so that's really exciting, and we're, we're hopeful to take many more. Well, and this is an incredible thing because more than 10,000 trips have been executed. And when you talk about that first and foremost to come into a relationship and know Christ, there is always one common thread of people who come back from a Holy Land trip. And that is, I used to, you know, they'll say something like, I used to read the Bible in black and white, but now everything is in Technicolor. I've seen it and it comes alive. How do you see the lives of these students change to become zealous followers of Christ that are willing to stand in their faith. Um, what, what does that look like, a transformation for a student who goes and then what their life is like after? That's such a good question. You know, I can even speak from my own personal experience because before I became uh, VP of communications, I actually was a student who came through uh, the passages experience, and so I wouldn't be where I am today without that. So I'm kind of a I'm kind of a great case study for that, as well as many of our staff here. Um, but I think one of the things that happens whenever students go on a trip is they leave their own context. Um, a context that they've been really familiar with, and they step into a completely different cultural context. 
and they're able to see that um, that scripture is so much bigger than them. The story of the Bible is so much bigger than them and that it is, in fact, a story and that the things that they read or learned about in Sunday school whenever they were children, that those things are actually real and that they translate into their adult lives and into the rest of their lives. And so I think there's something so powerful about being able to see with your own eyes the places that are so pivotal to your your worldview and your belief system um, that kind of just it really cements those values, those beliefs, the the life that you've kind of signed up for in, in following Jesus. It kind of takes on a um, a more a more tangible um, outlook. And so I think I've I've seen that with students when they come back, they begin to read their Bible differently. They begin to think about you know, what does it mean for me to be um, a follower of Jesus in today's world? Mm-hmm. Uh, because they look at the at the experiences that many people in the Bible had and what it looks like in their day. And they're beginning to see these things in context to a land and to a people that actually exist. And so I think it helps them kind of take those experiences, translate them to their own lives. And then, you know, as Daniel 1132 says, like they they're able to know who God is more tangibly. And then they can then translate that to how they stand firm and take action in their own day. I know this next trip that you're getting ready to take, you've referred to as a solidarity trip with Israel. Talk about that, Matana, and how this is different from um, other trips that you've taken to Israel in the past and, and what it's going to be like. Sure. So, um, you know, yeah, we're calling it we're calling it a solidarity trip. Uh, we're bringing about 25 people, and this includes some of our top alumni, supporters, and staff. And I'll tell you, whenever we asked them to come and, and offered for them uh, to join the trip, almost everybody was just, you know, 100% in. They, they immediately uh, were bought into what we were wanting to do, which was so encouraging to see. And, um, and I think, you know, people have have asked, and, and I can imagine people might ask, you know, why now? Why go to Israel now of all times? Um, and then maybe on top of that, people might ask, like, why, why should Christians go? And those are fair questions. And um, in order to answer this, I actually want to give a little bit of uh, context through an anecdote, uh, a recent anecdote. So we, we just brought almost 300 new students who were able to go to Israel this past winter um, to DC for an event where we wanted to kind of bring Israel to them in a sense, to grow them in their faith, to equip them as leaders. And one of the things we did was take them to the Holocaust Memorial and Museum. Um, And, you know, even as I walked through it with them, one of the things that was most striking uh, was the vivid reality of what happened on October 7th. Um, So many of the atrocities that happened during the Holocaust were actually not so different from what happened on October 7th. And, you know, October 7th was the single bloodiest day for the Jewish people since the Holocaust. And I think it's important for us as Christians to remember that um, because whenever we talk about the Holocaust, we say never again. You know, many people say never again. Um, we walk through Holocaust museums all over the world. You know, they, there's that kind of statement of never again. And yet here we are again with the Jewish people being brutally attacked, including men, women, children, elders, infants without any warning, without restraint, and with the most cruelty imaginable. And it's happening to the same people again. Um, so there are many people in the Jewish community living with the memory of the Holocaust who now live also with the memory of October 7th. We have museums and, more, and memorials all over the world uh, reminding us not to let this happen to the Jewish people again. And yet here we are with it happening again. 
Uh, but this time, the Jewish people have a home and self-determination to protect themselves as, and as Christians. You know, we recognize that it's in moments like these when the solidarity of Christians carries the most weight. Um, so that's that's kind of the the reason why Passages is specifically doing a solidarity trip for Christians right now of all times. Um, because, you know, showing up very tangibly is so important. We have this phrase um, that our, our co-founder, Robert Nicholson, and the leadership at Passages have kind of coined, and that is incarnational advocacy. So kind of looking at how Jesus himself um, was incarnate, he, you know, he came in the flesh to be with humans and to, to live a human life as God. And so how can we as Christians um, in, a, in an incarnate kind of way, like in modeling how Jesus does things, how can we advocate um, by being present, by being in like in the flesh, by by showing up for people? And so that's really what we want to do through the solidarity trip: is show up, be present, to listen to people's stories, um, and then also to distribute the funds that we've raised. We've raised over six hundred thousand dollars to go to communities that are suffering unthinkable tragedy, communities that we actually have pretty pretty deep connections with over the over the past years. So we're grateful to be able to do that. Well, I imagine with more than, you know, 10,000 trips over there, being able to build those relationships, you were just as affected, I am more than sure, of the news of October 7th, as were the people in the kibbutz who were there experiencing and witnessing and seeing this. It is just a horrifying absolutely tragic circumstance under which the Jewish people have uh, faced. And, you know, ultimately, we're now just 100 days or so uh, beyond that date. And and there is this, especially in, in our political uh, arena, this desire to stand with Israel, but yet this other narrative that speaks against the actions that Israel are taking. And it's a very confounding position to be in, but what you are doing is facilitating truth. Because when you bring people there, they see the truth. When you come back, they are sharing the truth, and you're doing that ministry. How essential is that to the mission of passages to really inform the world, the global population of the truth of the is the Israel population. Mm, that's a great question. You know, it's it really is core to our mission. Um, it, it goes hand in hand with the thing, everything that we do. And you know, with that um, in Daniel eleven thirty two, I keep going back to that verse, but I think it's such a a, a tangible. Um, tangible biblical language that kind of backs up what we do and, and where we kind of go um, as like our, our, you know, missional source of truth is obviously the Bible. And so when we look at that, that phrase, stand firm, you know, God, stand firm, take action. In order to stand firm, you have to know the truth. And, you know, I, there's a lot of misinformation about what's happening in Israel. And it's also, it's sometimes difficult to even know um, you know, how to contextualize the information that you're hearing. You know, I've heard this from a lot of our students. It's it's hard to know, you know, what to believe because, you know, while, while you may read an article that is telling you accurate facts, you know, you don't, it's hard to have like a context to place those facts in, um, to kind of hold them in tension with other things that are true as well. So 
one of the things that we that we say here at Passages is um, valuing the yes and, um, because what we find is whenever we bring students to Israel, they they hear from different perspectives. They hear from Israeli perspectives, Palestinian perspectives, from Jewish perspectives, Arab perspectives. So they hear this this broad range of perspectives, and what they find is often all the stories that they're hearing they're true stories. They're like everybody they're hearing from make good points. So, you know, unfortunately the world is very gray, you know, and, and it's complex. And um, while there aren't often easy answers, we want to empower uh, young people to engage with the hard things. And so that's, that, you know, at the core of what we do before the war ever happened, you know, that's, that's what we do. That's, we teach people how to, um, how, to, how to think about the world, how to think about their faith, um, how to think about our friends in Israel um, with a perspective of compassion, of empathy, of humility, really, because, you know, we're, we're all trying to figure this out. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, and none, of us, none of us has all the answers. We have to, you know, as Christians, we're compelled to pray, we're compelled to seek the Lord for answers, and we're also compelled to, um, to ask questions and to investigate and to talk to people in in community and to to listen. Um, And so that's what we want to teach people. And I think in this context, with everything that's happening with the war, it's even more important um, to be able to approach it that way. You know, um, the suffering is is so visceral um, on both sides. And so it you know, it's heavy. It's really heavy to to talk about and to engage with this topic. But I think as Christians, we are we're equipped to be able to talk about it and to be able to do good um, because, you know, we we have the the guidance of Scripture as kind of our, our place where we can stand firm. Yeah. And we've talked so much since uh, the war began against Hamas about how to pray over all of this, and sometimes it can be, as you said, so heavy and sometimes so confounding. Um, y- you've been there, and um, you, know, you, just, you just did say, as, as I pointed out, that it is such a, a very heavy thing. How, how do you instruct people to pray over what's happening in Israel? As you've been there, and you've heard the mm-hmm. stories, and you see the heartache, and I mean, you you've got compassion for the people um, on on both sides. It's it's a horrible thing that is happening, and of course, you know, we we do stand in solidarity with Israel, but you cannot help but have compassion for everyone who's made in the image of God. We 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 abhor the evil that we've seen taking place, but still. We pray for everyone, but how do we pray? Mm, that's such a good question. I think that's maybe the most important question to be asking. So I really appreciate that you brought that up. Um, you know, our prayer right now, our our most urgent prayer right now, has been that the 136 hostages that have yet to be released will be released. Um, it's been 102 days of the war where these uh, these beautiful, incredible people um, were kidnapped and have been held hostage by, uh, by Hamas and Gaza this whole time. And, and so their, their families are, are, you know, it's just, you can't even imagine what it would be like um, to be in that position as a family member, to be in that position as, as a hostage, you know? So I think that is our, our 
first and foremost prayer is that uh, that the Lord would would make a way for the hostages to come home to their families um, safely and to recover from this unthinkable trauma that they have been through and are still going through. I think um, another really important prayer is just for healing and for for peace because you know um, I believe it's uh, one thousand one hundred and thirty nine people. Um, Israelis were killed in that initial attack, including men, women, children, the elderly, and infants. And, and you know, the, the grief of that will last a long time, unfortunately. And, and so we just pray that, um, that God would bring healing and restoration to those who have lost so much. Um, and, and also, you know, we pray that Hamas, their hold in Gaza, um, would would no longer be because there are many innocent Gazans who are suffering right now and who have been killed in the war. And, you know, that's, that's unthinkable tragedy as well. And so we, you know, we, we pray for peace. We pray that God would give um, the leaders who are making decisions right now, wisdom to be able to, to do what's right. And often, you know, what's right looks so complicated in situations like these. And so, um, we just pray that God would guide them and give them wisdom and help them to do right um, by everybody involved. And I think one one more, uh, I guess, prayer point I could give is right now, the Jewish community across across the globe really is feeling very alone. Um, since everything happened on October 7th, anti-Semitism spiked by almost 400%. And so many of our Jewish friends don't even feel safe to to leave their homes um, uh, with any kind of um, visible sign that they're Jewish uh, for fear of of violence. And you know that's happening in our own country right here in the in the United States. So I think another another encouragement for prayer would be let's pray for our Jewish friends who are really really um, in a difficult time right now. And and you know pray and then. Um, you know, take action and and you know, reach out to the the Jewish people in your community, or uh, call the call the you know the local synagogue and just share, hey, I'm a Christian and I see what's going on and I'm here for you. You know that it speaks so much. And right now, um, you know, the the Jewish people value the friendship of Christians. You know, we we're, we're natural allies in this, and so uh, being able to pray for for safety and for an end of anti-Semitism um, is also also a big prayer point. Well, I tell you, you know, all of those so vitally, vitally important. And one of the things, too, that uh, you brought about was the, the name of this trip that you will be taking next, in which you're going to distribute that over $600,000 of resource that has been uh, garnered by passages that will be distributed to those who are in need and those relationships. Well, as you said, it's a solidarity trip. We are to pray in solidarity with the people of Israel. And all of those points that you had just made there, Bantana, are so, so vitally important. And I just want to say thank you for your heart, for the people of Israel, for what your organization is doing, and how you are strengthening uh Students, not only in colleges, not only in high school, but also non-students as well. And so your whole Friends of Passages program, thank you for what you are doing and the work that you are accomplishing uh, on behalf of the Lord on this earth for the Israelite people. Just so incredible. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, we are going to look forward to having you back on after your trip. And so we'd love to uh, extend that invitation and hear exactly what uh, is happening there, what your observations are, and perhaps even then to uh, have one of those who have gone on this trip speak into that as well with you. That would be a wonderful opportunity to share with our listeners. So we'll look forward to trying uh, to do that. I want to make sure that everybody understands where they can go on the web. Kelly, you said it's passagesisrael.org, right? Yep. You can stop by the website, learn more about uh, passages, um, how you can support them, and um, anything else that you'd like to know about the organization and how to pray. In fact, as soon as you go to the website, a prayer box will pop up. So check them out. All right. Matana, thank you very much for your time this morning. God bless you and the work that you are all doing at Passages. Thank you. God bless you, too. Thank you, Kelly and Steve. You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life.